This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 23. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hello and welcome to the show. If you're learning a foreign language, this well, you're in the right place. This is the show that you need to give you your weekly dose of language learning, motivation, inspiration, answering your questions and all things to do with that. So today we've got a great question, which is all about, you know, it's, the reason I like this question is because you know how there are, there are things which you, it, it seems so simple and yet you just really don't know. And you just, you think about it and you think about it and you just, you just wish that someone would just tell you the answer. Just tell me what to do, that feeling. So let's get into it. It's from Greg, and it's about Spanish. Hey, Ali, this is Greg, and I'm in Chicago in the United States. I'm learning Spanish. And here's my question. Um, for a sort of international language like Spanish, and I think this applies equally to a lot of other major world languages like French or English, um, there are many different varieties. And so the Spanish of Spain versus Spanish of Mexico versus Spanish of... Colombia or Argentina, each one has its own uh, distinct characteristics, different pronunciation, different accents, different vocabulary, different expressions, even different grammar. Um, is it better for me as a learner to expose myself widely to all the different varieties of Spanish and to interact with speakers from many different countries that speak Spanish? Or, or is it better to sort of like really get a solid grounding in one particular variety um, and just focus on that. Anyway, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you so much. Hey, Greg, thank you so much for your question. I really like this question because I think I've got a, quite a unique perspective on this because you're absolutely right about all these different varieties of Spanish. And yet I learned Spanish without ever having to kind of worry about this because it was all a very natural process for me. So I think I've got a pretty good perspective on it and I'd like to sort of share that with you today in this answer. So I first started learning Spanish when I was living in France. Uh, my my whole language learning story you can check that out in episode 2 where I go through how I learned all of my languages but I was so I was 19 or 20 years old I was living in Paris learning French and I, at a certain point I thought well you know let's let's uh, try another language and so I I decided to learn Spanish. I learnt my first little bits of Spanish with my girlfriend at the time, who was um, Colombian, Colombian French, and, and it's half and half. And so she would teach me little bits of Colombian Spanish, and I, you know, I just learnt a few words and phrases and things like that. After that, I went for a trip to Spain, and I remember getting there and not understanding a word of what was going on because Colombian Spanish and Spanish from Spain are totally different, uh, particularly the accents, very very different. And so that was a bit of a shock to the system. I then went, subsequently went back to London and I met a guy who was from the Canary Islands. And so I learnt Spanish with him at that point. And this was, this sort of became my most intensive Spanish experience because, you know, we were really good friends and we spent the best part of two years together speaking only Spanish. And so that's kind of how I cut my teeth with Spanish. So by this point, I'd already had exposure to Colombian Spanish, Spanish from Spain, then Spanish from the Canary Islands. A few years later, I actually then went to live in Argentina for six months and again, got there and didn't understand a word. A very different variety of Spanish, again, a different accent, different different grammar even. 
and it was you know it was tough at the beginning but after five six months I got used to it and it was it became fairly normal I then went back to London and kind of then just started meeting Spanish people from all over the the world which is one of the great things about about London so I had this huge journey of learning all these different kinds of Spanish and I but I'd never really thought about it and there was nothing strategic about it where at the times when I had a problem like when I first arrived in Argentina I remember in particular well I just kind of dealt with it and I just kind of got on with it and I would speak and listen to what people were saying and eventually figure it out so what I learned from that whole that whole saga really was that flexibility is absolutely fine and you will adapt two different varieties of Spanish as and when you need to. So it's, I don't think it's quite as big an issue as it probably seems. Because although, you know, here I am talking about how I went to these different countries and I didn't understand a word. Well, if you, you know, if you're in the fortunate situation of actually going to one of these different countries, you know, well, you know, you, you'll learn when you get there and you will adapt. And I, it might be tricky for the first week or so, but pretty quickly you figure out what's going on. So I think my my main thing is that it's not it's not to make too big a deal of it because I think there are other things that are far more important namely you know actually getting to grips with studying Spanish on a regular basis and putting in the time with your with your textbook and and having regular conversations those things I think by far outweigh the importance of which particular variety you want to learn but if you want to get a bit more strategic about it then I would say that as a principle, and this goes for anything, whether you're learning to learning to cook or learning to swim or whatever, you learn more in general by going narrow and by going deep. So rather than trying to learn everything, choosing one specific narrow thing and be, becoming very good at that. You know, so if you were learning to cook, for example, you might decide you wanted to become an expert at cooking pasta, for example, making fresh pasta. I don't know. Because I think when you go narrow and you go deep, then you, you get closer to these glimpses of mastery in a very specific area. And I think the, the, the fact that you get closer to mastery, even though, even, even if it's only a very narrow thing, that raises your game overall. All right. So I think based on that principle, I would say that it's better for you to focus on one dialect, one variety. I'm not sure what the correct term is. One variety of Spanish above all. Because not only will you end up getting better at Spanish in general, but once you're once you kind of reach a higher level in one of the varieties of Spanish, the rest of them are going to be much easier to understand. All right, if you're still at a lower level and you kind of have to go switch between Bolivian Spanish and uh, Colombian Spanish and Spanish from Spain, your level because your level's low, you're going to struggle with all kinds of things. But if you can get to a higher level at one di- with one dialect, you're going to be much more easy, much more able to then switch between different varieties and pick them up very quickly so yeah so that's what i'd say and i think above all there's really no particular advantage to going after a whole bunch of different varieties i mean you could say well i'll be better able to understand everybody yeah that's true but then you've still got to get to grips with the basic the basic learning of the language and the more you try to add on to that and the more you try to kind of have all these what I call just in case scenarios, the less you actually the less work you're actually going to do on the main objective, which is actually to learn Spanish. So I don't think there's any particular need or any particular advantage to 
going after all these different kinds of dialects. I mean, by all you know, by all means, if you've got movies from Argentina and Colombia or whatever, then by all means, as you say, expose yourself to that variety of Spanish, listen to them. But in terms of your main aim, I'd say stick to one. But there's a caveat here, because it's all very well me theorizing and talking about principles and all of this. But I think when it comes to language learning, there are certain things which count more than anything else. So, Greg, if you're in a situation where you've got, say, friends from a particular background, say friends who speak a particular variety of Spanish, or you find yourself in certain communities or groups of people where more than one variety of Spanish is spoken, then that kind of opportunity to speak and to interact and to mingle with people who are using different varieties, that trumps everything. All right. So if you do find yourself in these kind of natural situations, whether it's with friends and colleagues or traveling or whatever, where you've got the opportunities, the opportunity to use these different varieties, then go with it. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Don't don't like deny yourself any particular opportunity because of the the principle of that learning one thing is better because that's ultimately how I learned. Okay. I went from place to place, situation to situation, and I just coped and I got on with it. And my Spanish ended up being much better and much stronger and more versatile as a result. So I hope that helps. I really like that question. So thanks for asking it. And if you'd like to ask me a question, then please do. You can head over to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash ask and you can leave me a voicemail question there just like Greg did. It's really easy. You can use your mobile phone, your computer, whatever. You can use the microphone built in to leave me a question. You can also leave me a question on in an iTunes review. So just go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash review and that will send you over to iTunes where you can leave a review for me, which I would really appreciate anyway. So if you haven't left me a review, why don't you go and do that? It just takes a, a second or two and it would mean the world to me. It helps me reach other people who are also learning languages. Now, at the end of every episode, I like to leave you with a resource of some kind based on the topic of the show. And I'm going to point you today to an article which is which involves lots of different people that were brought together and asked one very simple question, which was, where is the best place to learn Spanish in South America? So kind of related to today's question, you've got lots of different Spanish experts, travelers, bloggers, writers, who all answer this same question. They give their own personal perspective on where is the best place to learn Spanish in South America. So it's, it's interesting to see what they come up with. And it's also interesting to see how much one country in particular dominates the list. So if you'd like to check that out, then head over to the show notes at IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash episode 23. And then I'll put a link to that post so you can check out where all these people think is the best place to learn Spanish in South America. You might be a bit surprised. So thanks, Greg, for your question. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.